everyone. Welcome back to A Narrator Podcast. I'm your host, Angelica. Today we're going to continue our book, Rikuto Chise. And we're going to continue the health part of the chapter one. So, enjoy. The following morning, there was a ding sound. Half awake, Chise heard a bell chime somewhere outside. Then, there was a sound of passing vehicle. Chise opened her eyes. The curtain, green like a young grass, dazzled as it absorbed the morning light. It was 5 a.m., whole two hours earlier than the usual time Chise tended to wake up. She put on her glasses, got off the bed, and looked out of the window. A truck just happened to pass by her doors. Going to work this early? Must be hard, she thought. Her mind all fuzzy with sleep. Right at that moment though, she spotted a bicycle opposite the passing truck. Shocked, she brought her face closer to the window. There was a boy riding on that bicycle. Slightly tanned skin, long, thin limbs, a skinny face. That was person who retrieved my hat. She said thought that she was still dreaming. The boy had stacks of newspapers on the back seat and in the basket of his bicycle. He parked in front of Chise's house and never getting off the bicycle seat, he inserted a layer of papers into the red post box. So he's the newspaper boy. Her heart suddenly raised. The boy's mom left the newspaper. He would be leaving. She had to hurry thank him. Panicking, she said opened the window. The windows were old-fashioned and required her to use both hands. Bam! A loud noise exploded around the house. It shocked Chise and seemed to attract the boy's attention. For he lifted his face. The boy's aloof eyes caught sight of her. Arms still up holding the window. Their eyes met. Those of the boy widened slightly in mild surprise. And that was the moment when Chise remembered that she was still dressed in wrinkled pajamas and her hair was a straight out of the bed mess. Embarrassment roared in her thoughts as if her mind had been set ablaze. The sizzling heat spread onto her face, cheeks and eyes. My face is red now, she thought. All shivered on the bed, hugging a pillow. She was so ashamed she even left the window open. And, with nothing to hold it in place, said window fell with a loud thud. She said buried her face into the pillow, despite the fact that she was still wearing glasses. After brooding for a moment, a realization struck her. The window falling shut suddenly made a loud noise. Their eyes just met, yet she made such a violent bang with the window. Would he not have a bad impression of her? Probably not. Maybe. It was so sudden. She said kept feeding herself excuses as she inched her head towards the edge of the window, picking at the outside again. There was the old gate of stacked stone, the red post box. 
but the boy on the bicycle had already disappeared. What do I do? Chisa hurriedly grabbed the comb, tidied her hair, removed her shabby pajamas, and put on the sleeveless one-piece dress. However, she could not straighten her ruffled hair at all, so making do with the straw hat, she ran down the stairs with her glasses on, hastily put on her shoes and headed towards the courtyard. The cool morning breeze gently carries her bare arms and her heated cheeks. Slightly gasping for breath, she ran towards the post box. Once there, she peered onto the road outside, but naturally, the boy was nowhere to be seen. Chisei lowered her head and looked towards her feet. There were bicycle tracks on the dirt path, and a newspaper was inserted into the post box. She took it with both hands, and then she felt a tender warmth on her fingertips, like that of a bread loaf fresh out of the oven. This is not a dream. The warmth slowly spread over her, and even her heart too was warm. That boy had been here just now. With this warmth, he delivered the newspapers. Since he was a part-time newspaper courier, surely she could meet him again. Chisei embraced the newspaper, hugging it firmly to her chest, and her heart filled with delight. Chisei-san, what is the matter? Ando-san approached the door full of worry. Chisei had opened the window, then slammed it shut, hurried down the stairs, and went out into the courtyard. Surely, Andrusan heard all the noise involved. So sorry, did I wake you up? I got up too early, so I wanted to read the papers. Tisei embraced the papers firmly, lowering her head in apology. It's fine, it's fine. I just woke up. I'll go prepare breakfast right away. It is fine. I, I will read the papers. Please take your time. Chisei lowered her head and apologized again, before heading back up the stairs, straight to her room. The flooring had a cool rug laid over it. Chisei gently knelt on that rug, and, still excited, unfurled the newspaper. With a blush on her face, she started reading, from the headline news through the social column, economic column, book reviews, personal advice, reader submission, classifieds and even the weather report. She read all of it. But the contents never entered her mind, for, again again, she kept recalling the tan skinny boy, how he parked his bicycle before the red post box, and his expression when he lifted his face up towards Tise. By the end, the girl was blushing furiously. Back at her home in Tokyo, Jisei's father had been the only one to read the papers. She had never touched one, not once. Thus, laying out the large black and grey printed sheets on the rug was a refreshing experience for her. Every time she flipped the pages with her fingers, the thin paper rustled, its faint scent tickling her nose. Was this the scent of ink? The window by the bedside remained open, 
and the grassy green curtains were half open, letting in both the sunlight and the cool morning breeze, allowing the sun to shine upon the black words. We met again. The grey background appeared to be glittering and the pamphlets inserted between the pages scattered upon the floor like a colourful fan. Jisa had a careful look at them too. It appeared there was a discount offer at the supermarket for cabbage and cucumbers. There was also information about second-hand vehicle sales and special summer sales at the department store. The large red 30% off 50% off and so on tugged at her heart. Finally, Chise folded the newspaper, her cheeks now thoroughly red, and she looked up the TV schedule. The ink had stained her fingertips at this point. I can meet him tomorrow again. The swirling elation finally settled down into a faint sense of delight, spreading throughout her body little by little. Only then, she was able to experience the next feeling. But she recalled the attitude she had displayed, and she felt like somebody deuced her in cold water. He might be angry. He was so kind to her, yet she slammed the window on him and hid. Maybe he wouldn't want to meet her. Suddenly, her heart accelerated again, but this time for a different reason. She was still brooding over this when Ando-san's voice came from downstairs. Chise-san, it's about time for breakfast. Chise looked up at the clock on the wall and saw that an hour had passed already. Ah, yes, thank you. I'm heading down now. She folded the newspaper neatly, picked up the pamphlets that were laid out all over the floor, stacked those on top of the paper and hurried down the stairs. I g- g- kept you waiting. I'm sorry, Chisa panted as she stepped into the living room. Ando-san's eyes widened at the sight and she just said, Oh my! Chisa panicked, not knowing what exactly was so weird about her. Ando-san explained with a stifled chuckle. You are still wearing the straw hat. Chisa reached up and touched the brim of the hat. Her cheeks sizzled. She removed it at once. Right, um, I also have yet to wash my face and my hands are all dirty with ink. The girl shivered, intending to head straight to the washroom, but Ando-san just smiled and said, It appears you really like to read the newspapers. Is there anything interesting today? No, not at all. I thought a young princess like you wouldn't read newspapers, Chisesan. The previous owner ordered a year's worth, but after she passed away in spring, I requested that they no longer be delivered for the time being. Now, I'm glad they continued nonetheless. Chise was too embarrassed to admit that she had never read a newspaper in her life back in Tokyo. So, she did all she could to bluff her way through the conversation and quickly slipped out into the washroom to clean her hands and face. As she picked up the soap to scrub her fingers, she suddenly hesitated for a moment. Unsure if she should wash away the black staining her fingertips. That feeling was too much, even for her though, and she conjured soap bubbles on her palm. 
carefully scrubbing the newspaper stains away. She muttered to herself, Tomorrow, I will wake up earlier and thank him properly. The following morning, Jesse had set the alarm clock to ring at 4.30, but she woke up at 4am anyway and started fumbling about in the darkness trying to wake up and prepare. She put on a different one-piece dress than the one she wore the previous day and combed her hair neater than usual, actually managing to straighten her bad hair for once. She waited until the first traces of dawn appeared at the peak of the hill that before creeping into the courtyard while making sure not to wake up under sun. The morning air was somewhat refreshing yet chilly and the courtyard was still covered in the pre-dawn gloom. What time do the newspapers arrive? The sky got gradually brighter as she waited. The crib's morning light shone at the ground and grass in the courtyard and at the tomatoes and cucumbers in the garden, causing a slight change in their hue. Various uneasy thoughts went through her head while she was watching this process. If it happens to be a different person today, what do I do? Would I scare him by standing next to the post box? But there was no place in the courtyard for Chise to hide, and if she was to talk to him from behind the fence, it might make him feel worry. She was also afraid that if she hid, she might be too embarrassed to come out, just like the previous morning. After much thought, she remained as she had been, waiting next to the post box, all stiff and tense. She was listening carefully as she looked towards the road again. The boy on the bicycle appeared on the other end of the path right at the moment. Her heart throbbed loudly. The hands grasped at the hem of the dress from both sides. Just like the previous day, there were newspapers stacked on the back seat and in the basket of the bicycle. The boy seemed to have noticed Jise next to the mailbox and raised his eyebrows. Jise saw the grim look on his face and felt a wrench in her gut. He is angry about what happened yesterday after all. She wanted to run away, but her legs were stiff, rooted in a place. The bike approached slowly until it parked in front of her. She could not run away. She was right to wait by the post box. Her heart was palpitating. She was so tense, she feared she was about to explode. But having come this far, she had to follow through. The boy remained aloof, watching her with some skepticism in his eyes. She said lowered her head. Mom, my straw hat landed on the tree two days ago, and you helped me while I was wondering how to get it down. Thank you very much for doing that. She put too much force into the bow, and her hair slipped as a result. Her voice grew more shrill with every word, but she managed to express her gratitude. She lifted her head timidly and saw the surprise on his face, white eyes and all. That caused her to tense up again, and her shoulders started to shiver. Uh, uh, and yesterday, I shut the windows and hid. 
I am so sorry for that too. I, I I did not know you are the newspaper boy. I was so rude. She apologized once more before lowering her head again. The boy's fake, deep voice gently caressed Chise's ears with his reply. It's fine, he said indifferently. It was the first time Chise had heard his voice. When she straightened back up, she saw the boy was troubled by her apology. Once their eyes met, he hurriedly looked aside, drew a layer of printed sheets from her basket, and handed it to her. That, thank you. Chise's voice unwittingly became as soft as the boy's. The moment her hands touched the newspaper, The moment her fingertips felt the same warmth as previous days, her heart skipped a bit. The boy didn't look straight at her again. After offering a fake hint of a bow, he sped off. The bicycle raced down the unpaved dirt path, quickly gaining distance. Chise heard it leave, transfixed to her spot, watching it go. The warm newspaper remained in her hands. Thank you very much. It's fine. The exchange between them was brief, not even a conversation. However, Chise was on cloud nine as she returned to the house replaying the words in her head. Great! I finally managed to thank him properly. Well, that's it the end of chapter one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Well, I'll see you guys on the next episodes for chapter two. Stay safe! I'm Angelica, signing out.